love the words of that song, Let Your Glory Fall. And um, I just think if God would, uh, and I know He does, I know that we're, we're, we're experiencing, we're encountering God right now this morning, but I, I, I just, I think it would be incredible if, if the weight of God's glory, I know we couldn't handle it, but just that He would just, just let it fall. And I think we would, I think our pers- perspectives would shift pretty quickly. Um, this morning we're going to look at a guy that his perspective shifted pretty, pretty, pretty hard. And I want to, I want to draw our attention to him. But last week I kind of set this up, but I wanted to talk about, I'm giving an overview in a sense of where we're going in, the, in this fall and then in the, in the days to come. And, and, um, I, I drew, uh, if you weren't here, if you were here, I want to remind you here I want to share with you what I talked about last week was uh, on a few weeks ago when I was uh, we went to West Virginia for um, our family reunion uh, no jokes okay no jokes but we went to uh, so while we're there I just I always have this time where I can get up really early in the morning and spend quiet time with God it's really cool I really really enjoy it and I always come out with something and, and this this time I was I was spending some time and I was reflecting on where to go uh, where we're going to be going and and I I was looking through my journal and I saw something that God pe- kind of put on my heart a, f- uh, a while ago and, and I and I looked at it and I'm like this is exa- you know God communicated this is this is it you know and, and my heart was like this is it this is where we're going and and it talked about it talks about God's blessing on element and I pinned this way back and the four things I want you know I talked about was um, I talked about um, seeking blessing through prayer which we're gonna we're gonna talk about today uh but then i also uh uh drew attention to seeking his blessing uh through generous giving uh and generous giving would be remember i or if i can share it with you again um i said i simply said this help us to help us to give generously as you do break the selfish uh unhealthy ownership of your resources in our lives meaning that we're stewards of god's resources uh, they're not our resources, they're God's. And you can say, well, I worked really hard to get what I've got. That's because God's allowed you to do that and He's gifted you. He's given you the opportunity to do what you do to get to where you need to go. But at the end of the day, it's all God's. Uh, we're just stewards of God's resources within our lives. And sometimes we have this, we get this unhealthy ownership, whether it be our money, whether it be our time, uh, you name it. Uh, and I said, help us to trust you with our, um, with are, and I can't read my writing, so any, but help us to bless others in the church with our money and resources. Uh, that's why God blesses us with things is, is so it can be a blessing to others as well. And then I also talked about last week, we talked about seeking his blessing uh, through his word. And within that, I said, you know, I said, not just uh, we, we need to be we need to allow the word to consume us. May we diligently study and reflect upon uh, his word and may we seek direction for our lives through his word. Um, last week I talked about that. I talked about how when we read his word, it it, 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 it jumps off the page. If we're truly into it, it, it jumps off the page. If we have open hearts and open minds, and, and I... Uh, uh, used a couple of different examples, but one of the last ones I closed with was the, the guys that were walking to Emmaus. And if you remember after the resurrection, these guys, a couple of his disciples, um, not part of the 12, but a couple of his disciples were walking on the road to Emmaus and he comes along with, remember the whole story? Uh, he comes along with them and he starts talking with them and, and he's like, what's going on? You know, and they're like, well, haven't you heard? Where have you been? You know, uh, and he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, 
this person by the name of Jesus. You know, we, we trusted him. We believed that he was the Messiah and he was going to change everything. And, uh, and they begin to talk about everything and how their leaders took him and crucified him. And, and, and they begin to say that, you know, uh, and then, and then they, then they, they, once they killed him, uh, the third day he, he, the, the, he resurrected. And so they were reflecting all this and they couldn't see that it was Jesus. And so remember the stories, they're walking, it becomes evening. And so they invite him in, uh, to where they're going and they're like, Hey, it's evening time. Why don't you spend, you know, spend time with us? Uh, you know, and he's like, well, I got need to go on. And they insisted. And so he, he, and they still didn't know who he was. And, and so he sat down and he broke the bread and prayed for it. And their eyes were opened. And then he left and remember what he said? They, they realized it was him and they said, man, when he was reading, when he was going back and reading the scriptures to us, when they were walking and Jesus literally took them on this crash course through the Bible and it talked about he took them clear back into the Old Testament because every single aspect of this book, Old Testament and new, points to Jesus. Every single book of this Bible points to Jesus. And, and so he went back and talked about the prophets and, and the law and how all this pointed to him and brought it up to the current time. And they said, they talked to each other, said, you remember when he was talking about that? Our hearts were on fire. That's what happens when we spend time in God's word, when we're truly engaged with it. It's, it, it our hearts become on fire because his word is, is, is breathing into us. And I pray that Element would be a church that we stand on the word of god we don't vacillate in the in our culture today like a lot of people are vacillating and we stay on god's word and we stay on god's word not only as a church but within our hearts within us each of us individually where we make decisions in our lives based upon god's word we seek direction from him based upon his word and so we talked about that last week and then uh, uh and then talked about seeking his blessing through obedience which comes from reading his word not just doers are not just listeners of the word, but doers of his word. And that we trust and we walk in obedience. And, and I said, help us to be long, become passionate and carry a burden to be holy, to be holy individuals. Help us to listen and eradicate the things from our lives that doesn't belong there. The things that, 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 that needs to be eradicated that, that hurts our fellowship with God. I pray that that would be us. Now, what I want to do is, um, after we go through this in a couple of weeks, I want to start putting flesh onto this. And even since I started uh, thinking about this, this week I was reading some stuff, and I thought, you know what, this is where, I mean, it just, it just keeps coming. It's just, I'm just super, super excited. Uh, because I'm guilty, well, I don't want to say it's wrong, but, you know, I, you know, I say I want to seek God's blessing for element, God's hand of blessing. And I was, I was reflecting on some things this week. I realized that, now i got to flush it out, but I'm going to let you in on the ground level, Okay. I think sometimes I pray for God's blessing and God's blessing's already here. I think sometimes I look to it and I'm like, God, just descend. God, just unleash your glory. God, do, you know, would you please do this? Would you please just, you know, you know and again, I know that God does that from time to time, but then I think sometimes where God, and, and we're going to kind of get into this with, when we talk about prayer, I think God is, 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 I think sometimes what he was communicating to me this week was, it's there. But do you coincide with it? It's there. And I started thinking about it in, in the scope of prayer. Prayer is communication with God, right? And, and, and a few weeks ago, uh, if you remember, if you were here, we talked about the prof, the minor prophet Habakkuk. And remember, 
um, what was taking place when Habakkuk, that minor prophet, he was praying right in the middle of, or the onset of when the ba- when Babylon, the Babylonians came over, King Nebuchadnezzar, when they came over in three waves and they took the, they took the the, the southern kingdom, they took him away for, to, 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 and they were going to be held in captivity, and, and and I mean this was devastating, obviously right. It would be like the United States going down and another nation coming in and start plucking all of our people and taking them off to captivity. God told him, this is what's going to happen if you don't turn from your ways, which they didn't turn from their ways. And then Habakkuk's praying and he's saying, oh God, where are you at? And his prayer, remember his prayer shifted, kind of like mine when I was thinking about this week. His prayer shifted to the point where he realized, you know what, we got to go through this. His prayer shifted from like, deliver us from this, to more like, God, this we've got to go through it for you to make us the people that you want us to be. God, bring it on. God, bring it on. Because this is about you. That's a prayer. Now, what's very interesting, I want to take you to a guy by the name of Daniel. Now, many of us are very familiar with Daniel, right? Uh, Daniel and the lion's den. Remember, Daniel got plucked. He got taken over into captivity to Babylon during one of those waves, uh, one of the first waves. He got taken over. Remember, they didn't, uh, you know, the, the, we, talk, we often refer to the three Hebrew children. Remember, uh, they, get, they had to bow down to Nebuchadnezzar, and, and um, they didn't do it, and they got thrown in the fiery furnace. Uh, but with Daniel... What we read is Daniel was this guy that was able to, God blessed him, God used him in a way where he was able to interpret things, interpret uh, scripture and things like that. And so while they were in captivity, remember captivity, God said, you're going to be over there for the next amount of time, 70 years. All right. Uh, This is your punishment. And this is why you didn't let your land rest. Uh, for, for, for Sabbath, and you're going to get punished for that. And you're going to be held in captivity for that. And so while Daniel was in captivity, he comes across that, and he begins to reflect upon it. And guess what he realizes? Our time's about up. Our time's about up. And so he starts thinking about it. And, he's, he, and where I want to take us, I want to take us to when he starts, he has this prayer before God. Okay? And so now he's praying to God and he's saying, God, has our hearts changed? Has, you know, has our hearts changed? And it's very interesting how Daniel prays. And I think we can look at it. And we, as we look at the way Daniel prayed, I think it's a pattern for us. So if you would, would you turn there with me, um, to Daniel? And I'm gonna just take a stab. If you take the, of the Bible out of the back of the, uh, of the seat in front of you, if you didn't bring one with you, you need to grab a Bible, if you will. Uh, if there's one there in the seat with you, if you got one of those Bibles, I'm going to take a stab and say it's on page 884, 885. We're going to look at chapter 9. Am I right? All right, give me a little shout out. Is, is that right? Okay. Yes, thank you. <laughs> you guys are, I tell you what, man, you guys are pretty tight barked on it, you know, giving out compliments, aren't you? All right. So I'm going to look at chapter nine. So Daniel begins. Daniel begins to pray, and he's he's seeking God on this thing, uh, on things. Uh, and if I could go back, just to, you know, if we go back to just a couple more chapters before that, what really happens to Daniel as he's praying? Uh, God answers him, and then God. Now check this out. God gives Daniel this vision of the end times. Now, I don't know if you spent time studying in Revelation, 
But I want to tell you something. It's a Hollywood movie, okay? It is nothing shy of a Hollywood movie, but it's going to be real. It is real, I should say. It is real. And God showed him what this, what was going to happen. A man gets to see this, this, these, the, these things that are going to happen in the spiritual realm, okay? And I don't know if you're aware of this, but the things that's happening in the spiritual realm are infinitely above our thinking capacity, right? So he, he sees this vision, and as a human being, I don't know how else to word it, it freaks him out, okay? He's disturbed, to say the least. He is absolutely disturbed, and he begins to pray. He begins to pray. He begins to think about all these things. Okay? Now, if you turn to chapter 9, let me set the context here. Chapter 9, verse 1. In the first year of Darius, the son of Hazarias, a Mede by birth, who was ruler over the kingdom of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the books, according to the word of the Lord, to Jeremiah the prophet, that the number of years for the desolation of Jerusalem would be 70. Remember, that was his first part where he, he was studying, he came to this realization, hey, time's about up here. So I turned my attention to the Lord God to seek him by prayer and petitions with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. Verse 4, I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed. Listen to this prayer. Ah, Lord, the great... An awe-inspiring God who keeps His gracious covenant with those who love Him and keeps His commands. We have sinned, done wrong, acted wickedly, rebelled, and turned away from You. You're, you're, turned away from Your commands and ordinances. We have not listened to Your servants, the prophets, who spoke in Your name to our kings, leaders, fathers, and all the peoples of the land. Daniel recognizes. He goes back and he, in his prayer, he recognizes it and he says, this is why we're in captivity. God, you, you're God, man. You're the awe-inspiring God. And because of that, you, we, we went away from what you, what you laid upon our hearts where you were leading us. We had nothing to do with that. We rejected that. And we became wicked. We rebelled. We turned away from it from your commands, your ordinances, and, and, and basically just came clean. What do we call that? We call that good old-fashioned confession. It's where you have this moment where you realize, hey man, we've done wrong. We've done wrong and, and owning up to it. And so he begins to confess what happened to, you know, to the, to, to, to the greater thing here, uh, of, of, of the nation here. Uh, verse 20 says this. While I was, now listen to his prayer, okay? We're going to get to this. But listen to, listen to it. Break it down. While I was speaking, praying, confessing whose sin? You're reading along. Say it out loud. Confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my petition before Yahweh my God concerning the holy mountain of my God while I was praying... Gabriel, the man I'd seen in the first vision, came to me in extreme weariness about that time, the evening offering. And, and Gabriel's going to come, and Gabriel's going to answer his prayer and describe to him, uh, or, or make light, or kind of bring to light what uh, uh, the things that he saw and make, give it context. Now I want you to jump over. So in chapter ten here, chapter ten, um, this is where he starts uh, talking about more of those things that he saw. 
And verse 10 there of, of chapter 10 says this. Suddenly he touched me and raised me to my hands and knees. He said to me, Daniel, you are a man treasured by God. Understand the words that I'm saying to you. Stand on your feet, for I have now been sent to you. After, after he said this to me, I stood trembling. And in verse 12 it says this. Don't be afraid, Daniel. For from the first day that you purposed to what? To understand and to humble yourself before your God. This is Daniel's posture, his method of praying. Everything about his prayer is something that I think we need to take a critical look at and say, this is, this is how we pray. just like Habakkuk when he prayed that, that our, his perspective shifted. Um, this is the same thing. We look at this and we see this is how we approach God. This is how we come into the presence of God. And I think sometimes we gloss over these things. I think sometimes we, and again, I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm browbeating. I'm just simply saying this. I think sometimes we come into the presence of God and we think probably a little bit higher of ourselves than maybe what we need to think about ourselves. Okay? I'll just say it there. Why? Look at Daniel. Would anyone in here say, well, yeah, Daniel had a lot of sin in his life. I mean, if I would, if one guy I would think in the Bible, you know, you would look at with Daniel, he would be one of the guys. I'd be like, ah, this guy walked a pretty tight line, right? I mean, to the point where he got thrown in the the what the pit with the lions, right? He got thrown in there. He, God protected him and everything. So I'm thinking, you know what? Daniel's probably one of these guys that that you know he could probably come into the presence of God and take up a prayer, communicate with God, and God would sit and listen and converse and things like that. But yet, Daniel, when you read his prayer. When you read when he goes before God, he talks, he first begins by confessing his sin. There is this sense of confessing and repenting. Daniel confesses his sin. Daniel. I guess where I'm getting at is this. I'm not Daniel. There's things in my life that I, you know, I look at and I'm like, holy cow, man, I'm, I, 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 I'm, I continue to struggle with this, you know. I have my good days, I have my bad days. I don't, with Daniel, I would say he didn't really have too many bad days. He would be one of those guys I think really had good days, you know. He was like a guy that I think walked tight with God. And yet he comes into the presence of God and one of the first things he does, he confesses and repents of his sin and the sin of others. When you pray to God, how do you feel in the presence of God? You just kind of barge in and what does your prayers look like? I'm not being judgmental. That's, I don't know. And you know what guys? I'm not judgmental and let me tell, let me just be, let me just throw this out there. I don't have time to be judgmental. I'm trying to manage myself. Okay? So I don't have time to be judgmental of anybody else. I've heard, I hear people from time to time talk, you know, about how you know, that I may come off as judgmental preaching. I don't think I come off judgmental. I think what you're experiencing is what we, who we call the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit's job. That's not my job. My job is to present the Word. And when I look at Daniel, he, come into the pres- he comes into the presence of God and he begins to confess who he is and who his people are. Isaiah was the same way. Isaiah was the same way. He comes in the presence of God and he realizes, 
I'm human. I should not be where I'm at right now. I'm human and I've got, I'm, I fall short of the glory of God. So the first thing that, 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 that Daniel does, he comes, he confesses, and he repents. He comes in with his heart before God to say, God, man, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't equate with you whatsoever. I have things in my life that I'm human and I'm broken and, 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 and I'm just not on the same level as you. I think it's very critical for us for, this is just me. This is just me. I think it's very critical for us to do a little bit of self-introspecting before we go into the presence of God. That's just me, though. I think sometimes we have, we, it's easy to get inflated views of ourselves, of our ego, of our strengths, of our giftedness, and things like that. And I think sometimes subtly that can take over, and we think, you know what, and I've, and I've had conversations with people we talk about, we talk about our vision statement, restore the broken one life at a time. I've had a conversation with someone who said, well, what do we do with the ones that are not broken? And I'm thinking, um, I don't know who they are. I'm not being judgmental. You could say, well, I've got salvation, so I'm ho-. I get that. But as a human, you're telling me you don't struggle at times? You're telling me that you're perfect? We live in a broken world. And we're broken individuals. And I think we need to be very careful and do some self-introspecting from time to time. Daniel, of all people, was doing that as he came into the presence of God. And perhaps it was because of the vision that kind of brought his feet to the ground of reality, right? He sees this vision of what's taking place. It's going to take place at the end times where the two spirit, I mean, they're going to have it out, you know? We know that it's, we know that Satan's not going to win. We get that. But at the end of the day, Daniel was seeing some things that literally just took him and turned him inside out. Another thing that uh, we see in his prayer was this. And we see it in verse 12 of chapter 10. Gabriel says this to him. He says, um, for, for, for from the first day that you what? You purposed to understand. Daniel, in your prayer, you came in and you were seeking understanding. I think it's easy for us at times when we go into our prayers, we go in and, and we're not really seeking to understand. And I've shared this with you before, and I don't, I, you know, the, time and time again in my life, I've prayed about something and God didn't answer me that way, but He answered me in another way. And I stepped back and I'm just marveled because if He would have answered it my way, it would be very one-dimensional. Extremely one-dimensional. I don't know how you could be extreme. It's just one-dimensional. I mean, very one-dimensional. He would have met this need. He would have done this. And yet, when God chose not to do it this way, He answered my prayer, but He did it over here this way. Have you guys ever had that happen in your life? Where you've prayed a prayer and you really sought after God and and He didn't really answer the way you thought, but then later He answered you and it was like in this huge way where it just kind of blew your mind where when he answered your prayer it was like your your prayer was kind of like right here your aspect was like right here but then he answered boom 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 and it's just like wow and to me it just it just overwhelms me that god is is so god right 
to the point, and this is what, what I really want to, we're going to talk about here in the, in the, in the future, but, and this is where I was kind of going with this whole blessing thing about being there. I was spending time thinking about this this week where God is a God of love, right? And, and God is a God that, that He, He, I think we don't grasp how much He wants to give us His love. And I think sometimes we actually block that. You know what I mean? I'll pray for a blessing, but God's saying, man, I just want, I want to give you the blessings there. You know, you know, shift a little bit here. Change your perspective. See where I want to take you, Gail. Come in deeper, Gail, because I don't want to just give you this little thing right here. I want to give you this. Parents, isn't that the way you are with your kids at times? I don't know about you. Maybe my kids are the only kids, and you can plug your ears, right? Maybe my kids are the only kids that, that comes to me from time to time. And I've got a couple. Some of them are on that continuum line where some of them are kind of here, and other ones are like way over there. You know, it's like, they, you know, and they, they want stuff, right? You, you guys raise kids. Those of you that have kids or have raised kids, or you, we're all like this anyhow, right? Where we want, you know, they want something. And in and, 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 and your heart, you want to give them you want to meet what you want to give them what they want. You truly do. And there's times where they ask for something, and you're like, oh, "That's cool. I can, you know, I can meet that, but I'm going to meet it in another way." And you so desperately just want to, you, you want them to. I mean, you just love them so much that you just want to, you want to give them everything that you're asking for. But you know that's not wise, and you got to, you know, you got to work through that. You know what I'm talking about, though. You're kind of looking at me like you don't. I mean, at least I do for my kids. But there's, but there's things that prevent me from doing that time for time. God's a God, I think He's saying to us, my blessing's there. I want to give you so much. I want to take you so much deeper than where you're at. I want to draw you in. I want to show you, you think this is cool. I want to show you some stuff over here that will just knock your socks off. But I think a lot of times we don't go in seeking to understand. I think we're, we become so one-dimensional. It's like, it's gotta be, you know, it's this way. And, and we just can't, we can't trust, I guess. We can't go into this with a trust to say, God, my life's in your hands, man. I'm just gonna let you lead me to where you wanna lead me. And if it doesn't make sense, I'm gonna seek to understand. Daniel sought to understand. Gabriel comes and he says, that was part of your prayer. That was, that's recognized. When you came, you came before us, you came before God from the very first day that you purposed to understand. I want to understand God. I want to understand these things. And then listen to this last one. Humility. I want to tell you something. I think this is one of the things that we, that, that we as people, it's like the first thing to go is humility. Being humble. Humility that says, man, maybe I'm not always right. And you know what? When I'm not right, when my opinion's not right, maybe I can just go to a person and say, hey, you know when we talked about this? I was, I was wrong. You know? Man, we so desperately want to be right all the time. You know, it, it's that we lack humility. Um, there was a couple of us uh, a couple of weeks ago. Many, some of you may be familiar. Willow Creek does the um, Global Leadership Summit. Uh, so we were able to go to that. In fact, um, LCS, and this is something that's going to be available. Uh, again, this was the first year, but uh, it'll be available next year. We've established a relationship 
uh, with Willow Creek to be a part of that. Lenawee County has. And so next week, uh, or next week, next year, uh, they will be hosting, uh, there'll be a satellite, um, a satellite viewing place again. And so anyhow, a couple of us were able to go to that uh, this year. It was a two-day thing where you hear all these leaders, okay? And you hear some leaders that are Christians. You hear some leaders that are not Christians, and all these leaders are just very challenging, man. I mean, they are very challenging. And what I find very interesting is that through this, even they'll have some leaders that are not Christian, but it's amazing. It amazes me that even when those non-Christians, non-Christian leaders talk, truths come through, right? This is the one that came through this year, humility. Every, and I, it's really interesting how God uses that platform to do that. And they don't really tell them the, what they're speaking on. They let them kind of bring it. They may give them a topic or whatever. But through that, you hear this, these truths, God principle truth, timeless truth that come through. And this year, humility came through. I, that's the one thing I perceived in the other individuals that was, that was there as well that I was able to talk to. That's, the, that's what came through so loud and clear. This sense of humility. This sense of humility to, 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 as a leader to be humble, but not just as a leader, but as individuals. That's who we, that's who, that's who we need to be through God, in God. That's what Daniel was demonstrating. This sense of humbleness. It even says it in my translation. It says, you purpose to understand and to humble yourself. I'm not so sure we can understand before we humble ourselves. Because if we don't humble ourselves, we come in, we already understand, right? We already know it's this way. We already know how it needs to be answered, or we already know this, that, or the other. So we just kind of come in, and that's how we pray, instead of coming in with a tender heart of humility that says, I'm not at the top of this food chain. And we come in allowing God to speak to us. We come into worship services like this, encounter services, where we come in open and we allow God to speak to us. We come in with a heart that says, I want to know you more, God. I want to encounter you today. In fact, we come in with a sense of anticipation that we're going to encounter God. And we're going to encounter Him through various ways, through, you know, through encouraging one another, through conversation of other brothers and sisters in Christ. We're going to encounter God through singing. We're going to encounter God through, uh, through worshiping Him with tithes and offerings or through all, through the speaking of the Word, through video, whatever it is that we come in with this anticipation that says, I'm going to encounter God today. I want to encounter God. I want to come into His, I, I'm coming in. I want to encounter God. Does that describe your heart? When you come into a place like this of worship, or wherever it may be, when you come in, go into a place of worship, in your prayer life, do you go in your prayer life with this sense of understanding, this sense of repentance and confession, this sense of humility where you're saying, God, here I am, and I want to present something to you, but I want to understand really how to pray about it. And I want, please, share with me how you would have me pray about this, God. I believe these are the three things, three simple things. Well, I don't know about simple, but three things that in Daniel's prayer just jumps off the page at me. Coming into God's presence in a, in a, in a posture that indicates to God, you know, God, I, I have a teachable spirit and I want you to teach me. Would that describe you? Would you say, I'm a person, I'm a man, I'm a woman that has an open 
heart, that has an open mind to be taught. I want to understand. Now, I'm not saying be persuaded off truth. But I'm talking about just coming in and having a teachable spirit. Because there's a lot of times that we, that's the last thing we want. We come in, we already know, and we're shut down, and we have a wall. I'm not talking about doctrine here. I'm talking about just as, as a person. We come in, and it's like we've already arrived, and there's nothing new to learn from anyone. I want to close our time here this morning, or my time here this morning. I want to close with one more song, but I want to close our time. I want to, I want to have a prayer. And I like to, often we do corporate prayers where we come, and we just, and we pray. If you would like to come and just pray, come and stand like we do, um, I, I want to invite you right now to do that, if you will. Just come, let's just stand, and I just want to pray over us. I want to pray that we would have spirits like Daniel's. That we would have a posture like Daniel. That we would be individuals that are truly seeking after God and His heart. So if you would, just come. I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up and start to kind of play. So if you would, just come on up as you're coming. Just kind of bow your heads. And, and I want you to think about what you want God to speak to you about right now this morning. So if you would, just bow your heads and your hearts. And I'm going to lead us into that prayer. Jesus, I thank you so much that you're a God that loves us and cares for us. I, that, that's such a human statement. That does not cap. That does not encapsulate you whatsoever. Your love is so enormous. How do we ever put that in words? We encounter it, and I pray that's exactly what would happen here this morning. That we would just encounter your presence in a very new, fresh way. Father, as we look at Daniel, as he came into your presence, his prayer life was spot on, man. He knew how to approach you. And I pray that we would be individuals like that, that as we come into your presence, Jesus, we would understand that we're human and that we live in a broken world and that we're broken people. That doesn't mean that we... That doesn't mean that we pursue sin all the time. But that means that we struggle with it. And you know, when you look into the interior, into the interior parts of our lives, you know that we struggle with things from time to time. You know, you know, as you continue to try to grow us through your spirit, that we do struggle from time to time. I pray that we would be people right now, Father, that we would confess that to you, our humanness, and confess our sins before you and repent if there are things in our lives that you that you've been working on us i pray that you would help us give us the strength i pray that we would surrender those things to you right now and walk away from them so that it wouldn't continue to hurt our fellowship with you father i pray that we would come with understanding hearts that we come into your presence knowing that that, that we don't understand all things. That that's why we're in your presence. We're asking for understanding. We're asking for clarification. We're asking for strength. We're asking for things that, that, that can help us ascertain things more clearly. And that ultimately we would understand that maybe we won't understand. But we'll trust you implicitly and completely. And Father, I pray as we come into your presence, we would come with humble hearts. 
Jesus, the things that are in our lives that keeps us from being humble, would you break through those things? I pray that we wouldn't be seen as stubborn heartedness, but we would be seen like Daniel, where we have this sense of humbleness, this, this humility that's, that, that, um, that just communicates this, this teachable spirit. Father, I pray right now for every single person standing here. I pray that there might be some here this morning that doesn't have that relationship with you. And maybe they're standing here today for the very first time and they're saying that they want to have that relationship with you, that you've touched them, that you that, that they finally have recognized and see that you've been chasing them their whole lives. And this is going to be the first day that they truly surrender their hearts to you. Father, I pray for believers standing here that who have gotten off the path in a subtle way. And, and, and as we look at Daniel, we look at our lives and we say, I'm not so sure that describes my heart. I have an edge to me at times. I come in, I, I, I think I know it all. Father, I pray that, this, that, that we would confess that to you. And we would leave here just in a humble, a humble state, relying upon you, giving it all to you, giving every aspect of our lives to you. Father, those that are here this morning that, man, when they, when they hear this, they get it, they've got it, they, they work at it, they protect it. They understand what it means to to be, to be, to, to, to get drawn, to be deceived and get drawn into Satan's trap so easily. And they're very guarded and careful to keep their hearts in such a position like Daniel's. I pray for encouragement for them and blessings upon them as well. And Father, things that in our lives right now that are, that are huge things, things in our lives, uh, that, that, that are happening and we don't understand why or where we need help, we need clarification. On navigating through them, I pray that you would just begin to minister to us with this new, with this kind of this new posture of 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 of, of, of repentance and confession and humbleness. That Father, you would be able to now speak to us in a very clear way. And Father, as we leave here today, our hearts would be completely shifted. Our perspective would be shifted because because we're looking at you, the Eternal One. The one that has created all things. The one that's going to bring all things to a summation that we know at one point. And we're going to be able to live with you for eternity. And when we think about those things, these things seem pretty temporary. Even though they carry weight, they seem temporary because our perspective has been shifted. Father, thank you so much that we can come in this place with other brothers and sisters and worship you. And as we sing this last song, we pray that you would just let your glory fall on us right now. May it fall on a new, fresh soil for some and truly resonate. May the words truly resonate with us in a way that they may not have as we, when we first sang this song. And I pray all this in the powerful name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.